0: I'm katie morton and i'm jen palmer we're both intuitives energy healers spiritual teachers and together we are divinely guided
1: today we want to bring to you honeybee honeybee is an ascension alchemist internationally recognized as a transmedium, medium trans channeler light language speaker teacher activator and transmitter of living codes through her vocal tones she is a galactic shamanist and an ascension alchemist who delivers her higher calling of the golden age through activating the planetary grid via crystalline diamond codes, Magdalene and Yeshua codes. She is a higher dimensional crystalline art creator, and she empowers individuals to return to her original divine, to your original divine blueprint.
0: And honey, mm-hmm. we first awaken to the true nature of humanity's multidimensional reality in the mid of fatal car crash at the age of seven. She began interacting with higher consciousness councils and beings of light that 30 years later led to her first published inspirational children's memoir called The Day I Became a Superhero.
1: Shortly after, she died from a rare illness. This granted her the gift of life after death experience. During this experience, she met the angelic realm, followed by being brought to the presence of the Arcturian Golden Council of 12, as well as a beloved master, Yeshua. This is where the knowledge and wisdom of the ancients were passed on to her and her DNA was fully upgraded. Then she was sent back to earth to fulfill her divine earth mission in delivering the golden era and messenger of el- as a messenger of light. and
0: yeah. <laughs> Honey Bee is dedicated to the sacred teachings that directly have been shared by Mary Magdalene and she runs a sacred divine Magdalene heart circle. She's been featured on Hey House, I Can Do It Conference, 1111 Talk Radio, Emmanuel Dagher's Miracle Cafe, The Eden Magazine, Angel Network, Psych- Psychic Radio, She Living TV, News Channel 9, Soulogy, Organic Spa Magazine, Washingtonian Magazine, and much more. So let's welcome Honey B. Yes.
1: Let's welcome Honey B. And that was quite a mouthful. And that's why we are so excited to bring her to you.
0: <laughs> You're like waiting off stage and then the curtain opens. There you are. Come on in.
1: <laughs> so Honey, one of the biggest reasons why we want to bring you on is because we love the idea of inspiring other people to access their spiritual connection through the challenges that they've been through. And you've yes. been through quite a few. So tell us wherever it is you want to start. Like where, you know, maybe even at the age of seven when you were in that car
2: accident, like what was that like? Well, first, thank you for having me on. Thank you for this divine um, invitation and this collaboration of our hearts because the inspiration really comes from the heart. And that's where we connect to our great spirit, to our presence, to source, to that which we already are. And this gift of the heart comes with this entire journey that each of us have assigned to experience within the earth plane that comes with many different facets and experiences and particularly traumas Mm -hmm. so that it can activate the presence, the gifts that are awaiting. And so Um, Many of us fingers of light have chosen to go through quite a bit, just so that we can really activate that natural state of us, which is a living presence, which is the God's presence through that traumatic event, allow that to be activated. So I feel very blessed to have had my um, share in this incarnation, Um, though when we are going through it, we don't quite necessarily um, acknowledge it as that until it's been integrated and grounded, then we can see, wow, that was a true present because I became present and this gift is from my presence, from my God source. So mine at the age of seven, it's very interesting. I have the full memory of everything that happened, but my parents never gained memory when you know that experience. Um, but what I've remained with after all these years has been the second I drop into the experience. It's not the trauma because it was extremely traumatic for my seven-year-old to experience what I experienced and. Um, just briefly on that, it was a, a very tragic, uh, fatal car crash on a head-on collision. We were on a family trip, my mother, father, and I, and uh, going through the mountains, going to Shiraz, and that's when I was born in Iran. So this was the family trip there. And Shiraz is where Persepolis is. Persepolis is the ancient ruins uh, of that's been around even before the pyramids. They've been around for a very long time. So as a even younger, I always drew these columns and like I had this fascination with them. So my parents decided to finally take me. Unfortunately, my brother wasn't with us. He, for some reason, he didn't want to go on that trip. So this trip that morning of, I had a I had a horrific, um, horrific dream. And I saw my mother's face all deformed and I was really scared. I didn't know what it was. And I just had a horrible feeling, but I couldn't, as a seven year old, couldn't quite explain it. And I was really scared of my dad because my dad was very abusive and, you know, and I couldn't say, we couldn't ever say anything against him. We would get hit or beaten and what have you. So, but I was so scared of what I saw. So I couldn't express it. So we've got in the car, I just wasn't feeling good. So for some odd reason, my mom decided to drive, which was very unlikely. My dad was a car race driver. So why he would give my mom the wheel was, and one of his favorite cars is unlikely. So anyway, Sometime I I fell asleep. And just when I, something told me to wake up, just when I woke up, there was a car coming and it's just a two lane highway in the middle of desert and just mountains, nothing else. So uh, um, they they were swirling and um, my mom decided to kind of like get out of the way, but she went too far. So we had a hit on collision. And in that head-on collision, it was a um, the, the other car fell by the side, and um, I was the only one that um, could remember everything. I, when I first opened my eyes, I saw my my the reel of the car was broken into my mom's face was in it. so I thought she died right away. Then my, my father had gone into the window, he was stuck in the window and there was smoke coming in the front. Everything was like smushed and, and the other car, um, you could tell um, the people were dead already um, that hit us. And, and I was trapped in the back seat um, between the, the seats and I couldn't get out. And uh, and I was so scared because um, in the back in the trunk, we had two gallons of gasoline back then because um, gas was um, limited. So you if you traveled then you had to take gas, otherwise you would wait two days just in the gas line to get gas. So, And I could see the smoke coming in the front. I was so petrified. I remember I tried to get myself out screaming as a seven-year-old, just punching anything, anything to get out. Because I knew, I thought my parents were dead, you know, because of blood everywhere. And pretty horrific scene. And and in that moment, I was so frightened. Um, The extreme fear, I would say, is that that I experienced in my life. Within that second, I heard a tiny sound coming from my father and perhaps his weight um, because in the windshield, it dropped back in the seat and that somewhere must have communicated to me that there's life, he's alive. So in that second, something mystical happened to me. And I all I remember is the experience of, um suddenly that little me I became ginormous ginormous I became so big I came out of the car and above the car then even further above I was so big Mm -hmm. and it was me and everything was so beautiful and fantastic and wow it was just I can't even describe the wildness of it and and so easy and um and Then um, my little tiny fingers, uh, uh, as I looked at them in in that conscious state that I was in, I pointed my finger to the door, the door opened. Meanwhile, nothing could open. Everything is smushed. And then I I came and I lifted the door. I had some extreme superpower that Uh, in that moment, because it was my ginormous body. And then um, I opened the door and I lifted my one arm, lifted my dad, took him out. Everything was weightless, like a feather. There was no weight. There was no issue. There was so much love and joy and nothing. And I came and that's when I saw people started coming, screaming, screaming, coming. And and I just sat with my, my father next to me on the ground and, and then, then suddenly it all started to reduce and I came back to my little seven-year-old body and I was um, fine till they took us to a tiny village. People came all screaming. My, both my parents were in coma for many days. It was just me. And there was no telephones to try to let our relatives know. So somehow, somehow, somebody that saw what I did to my father said that to a newspaper. The newspaper, the village, said it to the big city in Tehran. They wrote about it. Then my our relatives were able to find us and trying to find us. So it's like a, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, having said that, um, I all I remember is that it's like the magnificence of that. And from there, I began experiencing um, beings go from in and out of the wall, um, especially one of the tall Arcturian beings that was with me, we did everything together and, and then angels full blown. And I was able to experience the music of the flowers or the trees, and I could see their colors when they were singing. I began having just so much experience, and then, um, then I, I lost memory for nine months completely, um, complete shutdown. Then, um, then this these experiences continued, but it was um, also very uncomfortable because. Then my parents really didn't know when they got better. They recovered, took a long time, and they didn't know what to do with me because I had so many
1: experiences.
2: And I was going to say,
1: how hard is it to function when when you're you're
2: bringing heavy? Very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult because I could I could experience so clearly. Um, so clearly everything and I know the hardest part is so you have to understand this was in Iran um, and and just also in that time the revolution had happened so the Islamic fanatic um, religion was being really forced upon and meanwhile I'm having a lot of these experiences plus the UFOs I was having a lot of experiences with with plasma ships over the house and driving, and I was pointing up and whatever I was experiencing, they 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 couldn't really. My parents didn't know what to do with it, and and um, I had often this remembrance that they're not my parents and I would go, I would pack like a little bag sitting in the lawn waiting for my real parents to come get me and (laughs) look from the stars. Like just when I was like, they're not my parents and I would draw these, the dining room, I would keep drawing these portals, this um, um, sort of like egg shaped portals and I would say, I was like, look, I came from there. They're just like what I'm like, but I came from here. Where are the pyramids? Like they, so there was a lot of these experiences, and in Iran, you know, not quite um, likely um, these were conversations. So, um, you know, I was I was many times taken out of school because I would scare people and. Um, the teachers were very uncomfortable. They would say, oh, she's bringing ghosts. And my parents were like, don't bring ghosts. I'm like, this is not ghosts. Like, <laughs> he's right here. Like, so. It's, not I, ghost. it's an ET, be specific. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, this is, you know, it's Mr. Son, so <laughs> yeah, and like, but they couldn't see, they couldn't, but I mean, they had a hard time. And then there was all, all the foods. Like, I was very strange with food. So I, I made them very, um, it was uncomfortable, you know, for them. So, and especially the amount of angels and ghosts, they didn't know what was that. And especially like, you know, the, the, the Islamic religion, they don't believe, they do believe in angels, but they don't believe in like, if you communicate with a spirit side, then, then um, it's considered Jen. Jen means like, um, it's a, it's like a evil being. Mm-hmm. So then they're very scared of that. So meanwhile, my grandmother, uh, my mother's side, they were folk medicine. They practiced magic. Mm-hmm. Everything was about prayer and magic. So I grew up with her for a little while. So some of these things were passed on, you know. Yet when it came to me, my mom and dad just did not know what to do with it. And it was challenging, it was very challenging. Um, And teenagers very depressing because I I just, I couldn't relate, I, I felt just so lonely, just extremely lonely, but I had friendships. I just felt so lonely because I could, if I was friends with them and I entered their world with their, you know, their stuff, it was okay, but nobody could enter my world, and they couldn't see or experience. And I would try to show, but how do you not see? And the biggest thing was, how could people not hear the music of the flowers? Like, and the music was playing, and the colors. I couldn't understand why they can't see it. And I, it took me a long time to recognize. Uh, no people can't experience this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. If somebody is really struggling
0: with something emotionally, how? Because I so many people are lately. Yes. You've had so many of these higher dimensional experiences. They're very high vibration. Are there tools that people who maybe they don't experience these things naturally, but are there ways that they can that you would recommend people approach raising their vibration or getting out of emotional struggle?
2: Okay, so I like to. Mm, share something right before that with you, Katie, darling, because even individuals such as me that have experienced multi dimensional if anything, we experience the most harshest of the emotions and the range, the range of, because it's this true nature that we know of and then we we're, we're meeting its opposition that's contracted that is limited that is um, very restricted so that 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 experience is very harsh on all of our bodies so the emotion also because of the anybody that experiences extreme emotional heartache or difficulty because there's underlying trauma that's been stored in the mitochondria that has never, it's just kind of like stuck there that had, and it's usually from childhood that has not moved. So as a result of it, it's signaling, it's pulsing. And even with um, me for years, there was a lot of this turmoil because would experience this, but then this plane, I can't experience that. So then there's that withdrawal and you feel so yucky and then trying to struggle what to do. So um, it took a long time. So I tell you from a 30 year journey, my journey really began in nine, when I was 19 with a meditation class. So I've been at meditation, then it's been I'm 49 now, so 30 years of meditation. I really would say meditation is what truly has blessed me and um, assisted. And particularly this past year in 2021, I finally um, actually last January had a complete nervous meltdown, breakdown, what you wanna call it, because I had to face so many of these traumas from the sexual abuse. I've faced all of these, but like the deep, deep level of it. So to answer your question, there is no escaping, number one. Second is the emotions are part of the revelation and part of the gift. So because they hurt, hurt so much, and that includes me, it hurts so much to be able to face that energy emotion. I avoided it as much as possible. And of course, much easier to be out of my body, continuously communicate with higher dimensional beings, angels, I, but do whatever I can not to be my body, because if I'm my body, then it signals and it hurts. All I'm faced with the hurt. But that hurt is the it has to be be earthed come to the to become living vibration correct so the energies and motion now from despair to hate to anger to helplessness all of those must be met because the energy is not from now it's from what was stored as a child and for me a lot was around safety because my first experience, you know, coming in this incarnation was sexual abuse when I was one. So then safety has been me, everything's been I just have to be around, I gotta be a safe environment because that's signaled. So as a result, many of us in the spiritual community, we're putting crystals, we're doing this, we're doing this just to try to. Protect ourselves, right? Yet that's also faulty. We're attempting because the signal is kicking in. Until we meet the signal, we breathe with the signal. What is the tool? There is nowhere to go than right here. So, for example, what I had to do last year, January 27, I had a full breakdown. And I remember my son. Uh, he came hugged me. He said, "Mommy, hold on, hold on. This
1: sounds, sounds really like
2: lovely in your breaking heart. Like, Mommy, go. Are you there? Oh,
1: okay. It, it totally it was yes, good. I am here. Really laggy, but it sounds okay. cute. I want to hear it again.
2: So, <laughs> Say that again. So, so, so my my." Yeah. My 18 year old, her and I are very connected. So both of them are, but he came hug me because I had a phone and Michael went to the beach. He went, we both had a cracking because I, this feeling of safety. So he came hug me. He said, mom, you're one of the most powerful people I ever have known. Go face this. Why are you so afraid to face this? I said, it hurts too much." go face it. So I went set in my home. and I said that, I was like, okay, here we go. I had a counseling with myself, my little girl, my teenager, my adult, elderly, they all sat down. We had to have a meeting and, and it wasn't about death because I've died before, that, that, that's not it. It's the pain of feeling that hurt that was stored so deep, all the years of healing I've done was nothing comparison to this moment where that moment was one year old, as a one-year-old child being molested by my father. And the pain of that was so much. Child run away. It tied into shame, embarrassment. And then liberation. Because when he when he died is when our relationship opened up to then I and I could never say this to anybody. For years I had to hide it, you know. So and you know, you go through it's interesting, you're on the other side of it, and and then there are those moments of the tears because the tears are the separation from God. And in that moment, when I said, and the pain said so much to me, myself came and said, We've been wanting for you to face this because this is where your true Christ light is. And I had forgiven my father, everything. I said, you're free now, you're free. Like you're free, don't carry this with you anymore. And, and that's all that was waiting. So my wings open that that day. So I just finished 365 days of this specific meditation that was shown to my, my highest self, how to free these emotions in my body, to sit with it, meet it, which went to that moment that was frozen in time, then it feed out of my emotional body. Then it could feed out of my physical body. My microchondrias were open up. Then they had a sound of relief. Then I felt the liberation in my Christ-like body. Mm -hmm. So it's a process. There's not a single thing. It's been a dedication every single day sitting with it. And most of us want to avoid pain, emotional pain, because it's just so painful. Yet exactly what awaits is the extreme love at the same time. So what happened? I met that, I met the moment of the accident and how I was just everything that happened for a seven-year-old, then I met the, then I met, the, t- the revolution that happened. Then I met the the war and the bombings and being so afraid, you know, our house would blow up the bombs. You know, I mean, had seven-year-olds seeing airplanes going dropping bombs and then, then losing everything, then fleeing the country. So every one by one, then the few ax- car accidents after that, then met one by one by one. And that's the gift of meeting because That's the gift that is for all of us. These traumas are not um, here to hurt us. They are here to resurrect us from the pain into the liberation. And there is nobody that can do it. We can go to the best healers, they can do that, but you won't ever experience the direct liberation until you have resurrected the energy in motion from that density to its light. So for me was from that um, years of hate and anger towards my father to loving him, I have an amazing relationship with him on the other side and the full um, recognition died on January 8, 2012 when I was on spirit side after life, I was shown our soul agreement and why this was so important for me to come into the Middle East, incarnate into the Middle East, where the voice of the sacred divine feminine was already shut, where the voice of this energy, the sexual energy, was attacked right away, to come through it, to, to directly experience it. So I have a direct inner awareness to be able to assist others from a place of deep compassion, deep awareness, deep heart standing, and understanding, standing under wisdom that has been pardoned upon through the experience, to then be able to um, help individuals remember that they too have this gift to resurrect, and transform the energy back into light, from its heaviness into light. And then then there's not there it, it doesn't vibrate that consciousness that victimized any of that. You see, wow, like the appreciation of the soul that chose to incarnate within this holy temple to go through the experience of life and be so enriched by the experiences.
1: So, tell us more about what you do um, to help others. Like you know, like I know you're on different social media, and we'll list all of that at the end and in the description. Yes. We'll have links to the. Sure. But tell us what what do you do? You know, because you help a lot of people, and I know you run groups, and and you're really well known yeah. in the community. So, tell us more about that.
2: So. Um, just as our journey also evolve, there are different phases that within the healing that we go through. So just probably you guys, you know, I started out with, you know, Reiki, Reiki Master, then Reconnective Healing, then QHHT, I did that for years, then it kept evolving, 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 evolving. And it's like a certain period, then that had to go certain periods, something else was calling it. Then the activation of the crystalline diamond light body, that was a two year dedication only that. So I'm usually guided to a specific frequency that has to come onto the planet and it has to go through me. So usually I go through it first. So it becomes a living template. And from there, from there I can assist others that are in that readiness frequency because Um, beloved Yeshua had shown me visually um, what had happened to my template as a transformer of energy. And so those who come, they, they also come into that. So they become a living transformer as well. So within this exact moment right now, I am focused on the presence this living presence that we are, that is multifaceted, multidimensional. And how do we tune into this presence within the silence, within just sitting with it, breathing with it, and exactly the process that I went through and to let go of everything and, everything. So that means like for example. <laughs> so before I would call on all the guys and light around me this. That, I mean like it was like a whole, I mean the, the entire team is still is here I work with but letting go of all of them, everything to just be present. So simple within the breath which anybody can do. Within the two hours I I literally hand over to individuals what was handed over to me. How to be present with what is here, to breathe it in, to meet it but not drown in it, and to bring the presence into it so it begins to untangle out of the bodies so. It has to untangle from the spiritual body to the etheric body, to the mental body and the emotional body, then the physical body. And then it grounds into earth. So this is a powerful meditation. And I taught a group from after I went through it six months then for 30 days, I had individuals go through it. Then 60 days, 90 days for a true transformation that they will gift themselves. It is a complete life-changing experience because there's nothing greater than you can gift yourself. I will just guide and you, you will do it. So that's the area I'm focused. The second part that starts this Saturday is a one week, seven days, Of uh, that was guided to uh, help those who are ready. And interesting enough, people are not really that ready. They talk about it, but the readiness is very funny. So it's seven days of choosing the highest divine love possible in all the actions. So I have a group, a private Facebook group, that's just this week. And it starts with the meditation to align in that proper alignment and then choosing, really choosing that divine part of you. Does this feel match frequency to take it into action? Especially mothers, are like, we're always sacrificing, we're always like compromising. like, And that's not a true vibration alignment with who we are. So this is helping to really, in a very crystalline clarity for this divine temple to be embraced and honored. And I'll be hoping a week and I'll go through it, this journey of that. So that's that. And of course, um, the other area is that I'm focused is, um, uh, we're here, like for example, this week, we're doing a house blessing ceremony or we, um, this rose ceremony is very important for people who feel like, let's say if a soul is getting ready to come, how to create that beautiful frequency for them to come in, in a ceremonial where there's a lot of that ceremony or individuals who are getting ready to cross over. So I've helped many of that um, when the women are getting ready to give birth, Michael and I collaborate in that ceremonial way. So this soul, we connect with that that's come ready you know, we, we really are the containers with that in a very beautiful, beautiful way. Those are some of the areas and ceremonial way very important, and um, that's where I'm focused on the um, energy and sometimes the art, the trans, um, the trans-coded uh, frequency art that comes in that I have to create it to um, uh, to. So it's very anchored uh, into this plane, Um, and that's usually commissioned, and and it takes a little while, you know for that. So those are the areas that I'm focused because it's a frequency that wants to be really planted, and not for everybody. I you know I'm I'm very comfortable with that. As individuals have to go through the journey, the ones that are ready to just um, come to this frequency and then take off those are the ones that um usually meet with me not not anybody who's a really beginner or anything like that that just doesn't vibrate because um yeah Cool, cool yeah
0: well thank you so much for coming on i think that's it for today yeah and so if you guys want to find honeybee she is on facebook instagram and meetup And we will put all of her links in the description and how to find us as well. Any closing remarks, any salutations to the viewers?
2: Well, the only thing that I really like to share with your um, audience is that no matter what life brings into your experience, it is a gift. Gift comes from many different, with many different packaging. Sometimes the packaging is very beautiful. Sometimes the packaging is <laughs> humbled, but it is, a, it is a gift. And it is your choice to take that gift and recognize life is for you. Life is not against you. Life is not here to harm you. Life is here to love you, even in the most challenging, difficult circumstance. When you reduce to that vibration, you can't fully experience the grandness of the love that's also within that. And just when you have to meet that vibration first because the love wants to come in. And once you meet it, then there's a bit of a journey that you open up like a flower, so that it becomes that exquisite, fabulous expression of divine because that's the signature that you are assigned to stand in, to anchor in on earth and nobody else can do it for you. It's your own original sacred creation. So just recognize any of the difficulties are also part of the journey of the gifts, the many gifts, this is also a gift. So not to, um, because often within the spiritual community, we really judge it as if we have gotten out of alignment, we didn't do our prayer, right? There's a lot of judgment around it and this is not the truth at all. If anything, what I know from crossing over to um, spirit side, afterlife, there's only love. It's only love, there's nothing than the purest love. So we are being given the opportunity to experience that here and bring it into here. So I thank you so much. And thank you. I'm very grateful for this opportunity. And if anybody has any questions or if you two do, just feel free to let me know. I'll, I don't have all the answers at all, but I only have the answers that have been awoken in me that I can share from.
1: Well, thank you so much. We love you, and you are so beautiful, and I hope everybody enjoys you as much as we have. Yeah. Oh,
2: thank you, Jennifer and Katie. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So much love to you, and mm, until many more. All
0: right.
2: <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>